relief factor, pain relief that's natural, pain relief that works, and pain relief that attacks the source of the pain. That's the experience of tens of thousands of Americans who are taking Relief Factor right now. See their incredible video endorsements at relieffactor.com and then order your three-week quick starter pack for just $19.95. That's less than a dollar a day. Find out if it can work for you like it works for me by ordering your three-week quick starter pack today. Relieffactor.com, relieffactor.com. Be the next success story. Too much of what's happening in our country today is not normal. Donald Trump and the MAGA Republicans represent an extremism that threatens the very foundations of our republic. They call us the threat to democracy. They call us the fascists. It's strange. I don't remember my former boss standing outside one of the most historic buildings in America, in the city of brotherly love, bathed in satanic red light, flanked by Marines in their dress uniforms, calling the other half of the nation extremists. Hmm, that's what Biden did. The man who promised us unity and respect for all Americans in his inaugural speech. We have a very special uh, in-studio guest who's going to help us understand all of the strange goings-on of the last three years and what it bodes for us in this election year. He, um, he braves the lion's den with regularity, he walks into studios with the initial CNN emblazoned on the screen, and um, he gets in trouble because he speaks the truth. Sir Michael Singleton, welcome to America First One on One. Hey, Doc, thanks for having me. It's good right. to be back. It's great. Last time we talked about guns with your colleague. Yeah. Uh, we had a lot of fun with John Keyes as well. Uh, just got back from Vegas where I saw John for Shot Show. We searched for you high and low, but you, you were doing. Uh, some, I was. I was here talking about the, things the, the like primaries, yeah, right. <laughs> politics, far less important than guns. Or, all right, we, we can talk about that later. Just to have a little bit of fun. But first things first. Um, let's put that comment in context from Liberty Hall. You are a, a professional political strategist. You've uh, served as a former deputy uh, chief of staff mm-hmm. in one of our, our departments here in D.C. Is the quality of politics today significantly different? Because we hear all this, oh, you know, it's so divisive, <laughs> etc. And then you go back in time, you look at the 60s, the 70s, Nixon and so forth. But I don't remember any, any president calling half of the nation extremists. So, I mean, remember, there was once upon a time where members uh, were getting into brawls on the floor of the House. They mm-hmm. were having gun battles and duels. So, But they didn't uh, insult the voters. Here, here we have a very strange yeah, yeah, you know, yeah. setup where the person who's in the White House is insulting voters with regularity. Mm-hmm. Give, us, give us your snapshot of, of the I political mean, environment we're in right now, Shabbat. Look, I mean, uh, again, I think it's a lot of conjecture when people say that Things are far worse than they've ever been. Mm -hmm. I don't think history proves that to be true. Um, I think most people, and this is just my personal opinion and my empirical observations, uh, most people go to work with a lot of different types of people, racially, religiously, maybe gender, uh, political persuasion. Uh, They hang out with those people. Their kids go to school with those individuals. Um, I think more often than not, Dr. Gorka, those of us in Washington, particularly in the political class, and this isn't, uh, I think Democrats 
to a perspective, I think even Republicans to a perspective, most Americans don't view, in my opinion, their fellow Americans as enemies. Mm -hmm. They may say we have differences. This is your guy. This is my guy. Right. I don't like your guy. You don't like right. my guy. But that's okay. That's what, that's what being an American is all about, having that freedom mm -hmm. to have disparate views about the political process. But at the end of the day, we come together because we recognize uh, being an American is far more important than those political wedge issues. And so oftentimes, when, you know, I saw that comment live when the president made it, and I understood the politics. Uh, there is a percent of voters in his party uh, that are sort of moved by that rhetoric. And so I get that. But again, I, I just don't think it speaks to where most people in this country are. When you think about the history of our country, it's very complicated, whether it's race, whether it's women's rights issues, segregation. I mean, I can go through all of the things in the past and while there's things we can still improve, we have come a far, far way. When you think about, you and I can have this conversation 60 years ago, and yet here we are, right? And this is a beautiful thing, and it will only continue to get better. And so I would argue that the president's remarks, in my opinion, are not truly representative of where most people in this country are. All right, well, let me ask you then the strategic question, because you are a political strategist. Mm -hmm. Isn't it just dumb politics? I mean, you're, you're I in an so. election year. You shouldn't piss off voters. Well, this is what I think. I think elections, Dr. Gorka, are about the present and the future. Mm -hmm. And people are concerned about what can you do to address the problems that I am facing today right. so that the future is better not only for me but for my children. So is that the, the economy? Is that immigration? Is that our status in the world, particularly as it pertains to foreign conflicts? Is it the status of education? Uh, is it the status of our overall infrastructure? That gives me the confidence in knowing that the next generation or two uh, will be better off than my generation. Right. That's what people seek. And I don't think that the politics of today, even in how it's covered, to be quite honest with you, really sort of addresses that problem. We're not focused on the past. We can't do anything about what happens. There's that old saying, it's, it's uh, water under a bridge, if you will. Tell me what you're going to do today about tomorrow, right. not what happened four years ago. All right, so let's talk about what you were doing while we were having uh, fun at, uh, in the desert at SHOT Show. <laughs> this is quite an unusual primary. I mean, it is. if you look at... Is it really a primary? Well, doc? that's... All right, I'll I, ask I mean, I hate you, to say I'll that. ask the questions here, <laughs> Sir Michael. You look at the fact that Iowa, really a purple state. Yeah. And then you have this old canard of, oh, the women hate him and the mean tweets, and then more women vote for President Trump in a purple state than men do. And then you look at New Hampshire, which really is not an ideal primary state for President Trump. Yeah, not at and all. And then he breaks the prior record, which was held by Bernie Sanders. So uh, is this... I'll, I'll throw back the question to you. Is this a primary? No. Is he the candidate? When, when the former president announced... Was it November of 2022, November, I think? November, yeah. And I remember going on air, and I was asked, what do you think about the announcement? And I said, he is going to be the Republican nominee. And people sort of laughed at me. They said, oh, come on, you know, all of these other people are going to jump in, and everything that he's gone through, it's not possible. And I said, you guys aren't understanding the crux of the situation. And that is simply this. The Republican base wants to give the former president another opportunity. And we don't have to get into the weeds of what happened in 2020. There's a lot of opinions on that. But nevertheless, people believe he deserves another It's shot. the sense of unfinished and, business. No, it, it is. And, and, and I think that even with that, you, you see a lot of people, who, if you ask them questions and focus groups, or what do you think about the economy during the first two years, before COVID, of course, 
And people will say, look, I think it fared better. If I'm an entrepreneur or business person, mm -hmm. I, I thought things were really booming. And, and again, I focus on the first two years because under COVID, any president, regardless of political party, would have had an issue because that was just a once-in-a-lifetime scenario. And I think we handled it as well as we could have. Uh, but with that in mind, people ask that question. They look at immigration and say, well, you know, under Trump, this really wasn't that big of a deal. Or they look at the international conflicts. We weren't on the brink of potential war. People don't want any of those things. The appetite isn't there. And so when you compare those things, I always say to people, we're not looking for a priest or a pastor, and I'm a religious person, to lead the country. Uh, we're not looking for someone that makes me feel good inside. I want to know, most people want to know, are you going to just do the job, right. the business of handling this country and managing it well? And when you ask that fundamental question, I think there's a reason why when you look at most national polls, Donald Trump is ahead, you know, four, five, six percentage points in the margin of error. And people say, well, how is this possible? What about all of these things in the comments? I say, guys, that stuff's baked in. People don't care about that anymore, Doc. I think there was a moment in time where people were a little frustrated because of everything that was going on. And now they look at four years and say, man, the economy sucks. Yeah, okay, you can say inflation is coming down somewhat, but wages haven't su superseded that. So it, doesn't really, right, so it doesn't really matter. Right. Um, access to, to affording a home is non-existent. If I'm a, a college graduate in a big city, I can barely afford rent. Uh, you look at the SPM, the Supplemental Poverty Measure, that has gone up 2.7%, the highest it's been uh, since 2010. Essentially, that means more Americans are on the brink or in poverty than yeah. they were in 2010. Think about that. Right. Uh, household incomes nationally are at their all-time low in the past over 10 years. That's another issue that, that real Americans that are going to work every single day are dealing with these things. and They're asking themselves, do I want someone that I necessarily like? Or do I want someone who's going to do the job? Mm -hmm. And people want someone who's going to do the job. I'll put it to you like this. I was reading something by a professor at Harvard, of all places. And he was asked, uh, Michael Sandel, he's a philosopher. And he was asked, well, explain the Trump phenomenon, if you will, to make America great again. And Michael Sandel essentially stated, or wrote, he said, you know, people remember a, a past where their status in life was more secure. And so the idea of make America great again is to actualize that security. Mm -hmm. Some people bring up the racial stuff. I don't get into that. I think people are saying once upon a time, you could work for 30 years, retire, and live the rest of your life comfortably. Yeah. Once upon a time, you could buy a home, yeah. and you could actually afford it. Once upon a time, you could put money to the side and put your kids through college if that was indeed your choice. That's not the case anymore. The, the gaps between winners and losers have only expanded. Uh, this idea of meritocracy, which is if you, if you go to school and get all of these degrees, you will somehow win and succeed. That hasn't played out. That's not the case. In fact, we've seen the, the winners, if you will, sort of look down upon the, the losers. We call these folks elites, the proverbial elites. It's this level of hubris uh, that we sort of see in, in the coastal parts of our country compared to everyone else. And it's not, in my opinion, it's not just white Americans. I would argue it's poor Latino Americans. Yes. It's poor black Americans, which is why, and I said this on one of my appearances, I said if I were advising Donald Trump with all of the things that, you know, is going on politically, the best advice I could give to him is to try to build 
a multiracial populist movement. All right, we'll talk about that. We have advice for the boss momentarily. We have time for that. We're talking to Sher Michael Singleton. Follow him on social media at Shermichael underscore. And if you enjoy our deep dive discussions with guests like Mr. Singleton, make sure you are subscribed on whichever podcast platform you prefer. Just plug in. My name is Sebastian Gorka, America First. Do leave us a five-star review and share the links with your friends. And if you want to make America great again, if you would like to have that safety and prosperity, our latest product is the Donald Trump Did Nothing Wrong t-shirt plus the uh, Retribution 2024. Get all that and so much more at SebGorkaStore.com. That's S-E-B-G-O-R-K-A Store.com and you can support the president directly at DonaldJTrump.com. That's DonaldJTrump.com. Greetings, this is Dr. Sebastian Gorka from the Midas Gold Group War Room. The MAGA veterans at Midas point out that the Federal Reserve note does not belong to you. It belongs to the Federal Reserve Bank, while the federal debt doesn't belong to the Federal Reserve Bank. It belongs to you. This is your wake-up call to what the Midas Gold Group veterans believe the central bank and government are trying to do. A controlled demolition of our current system with a central bank digital currency to take complete and utter control of our transactional freedoms. A literal digital concentration camp replete with social sanctions. Protect yourself. Turn this wake-up call into a phone call and look into the opportunities that gold can provide you as a way to diversify your investments. Call veteran-owned Midas Gold Group today, 855-322-GOLD, or go to MidasGoldGroup.com. That's 855-322-GOLD, or just go to MidasGoldGroup.com. Always faithful, Midas Gold Group, MAGA and proud of it. If you enjoy three hours of radio every day, but it leaves you thirsting for more, or if you just want to get to know me personally and ask me those questions you don't want to ask in front of ooh, three and a half million people who are listening, join us for our Patriots Alaska cruise over July 4th weekend. I can't wait. I've never been on a cruise. I've never even been to Alaska. Just you, me, Katie, our great Salem colleagues, Jennifer Horn, Mike Gallagher, Chris Gall, for the trip of a lifetime. Check out the amazing itinerary. Register today. We will be hanging out with people who love America, just like you do, planning for what it's going to take to wrest back the republic from those who wish to destroy it. All the details at sebgorka.com. That's S-E-B-G-O-R-K-A, sebgorka.com. Join us, won't you? Especially if you missed our trip to the Holy Land a year ago. This is your opportunity to catch up. S-E-B-G-O-R-K-A, SebGorka.com, and the Patriots Alaska Cruise. All right, so let's, let's talk about this fascinating diagnosis you just gave us of, you, I haven't heard it before, this yearning to have that security of status. And, I, and not in the pejorative sense that, you know, I, I, I'm higher than anybody else but that my place in life is solid, that my job prospects are positive, I can work to own a home, and that when I do better myself, whether it's education or, or so forth, that is, it is recognized in, in, in a meritocratic fashion. I see that diagnosis as leading to America first, as leading to President Trump, but also as a kind of international phenomenon, whether it's Brexit, whether it's Modi in India, whether it's Maloney in Italy, uh, th- there is this kind of recrudescence of, hey, w- we liked what we had and things were more solid, more dependable way back then. As a result, 
I see a very dangerous fissure in politics today whereby what you've described mm-hmm. and what I've just repackaged yeah, yeah. is utterly, completely ignored by the quote-unquote elite. Well, they it, never yeah. discuss it. They never discuss it. Well, Michael Moore may have 10 years did, ago, yeah. right? Years but ago, he's yeah. not at Brookings. He's not at CSI. He's not mm-hmm. at you know, Rachel Maddow. Those people, they don't think there's a problem out there if you're a working-class American. Well, you know what's so fascinating? And, and I, when, when I'm on cable news, anytime I'm asked about the former president and the support, I, I always try to intellectually explain this unique phenomenon because I think it's incredibly important. Um, what, what I have found when I travel the country is that people are yearning for, as uh, the German philosopher Hegel said, uh, recognition. People are yearning for recognition. Uh, Hegel argued that if you were to peel back the layers of the, of the onion, if you will, and, and you were to sort of crystallize uh, why people behave the way they do, why they take upon certain actions, it's at the crux of it. The foundation is for recognition. And so I say that to say that hardworking people of every ethnicity, what I would call put in the category of the losers compared to the uh, meritocratic winners, the right. folks at the very top, what they're saying is, we are the backbone of the country. We, we are the laborers of the country. Uh, maybe some decide to go off to, and get degrees, but maybe some decide to get other physical skills. Uh, but the reality is, not everyone can be a technocrat. Right. We have a lot of technocratic elites, but the reality is... Not that, everyone's and, and, and job it, can be sitting in Starbucks with a laptop. That's just not, it's, not, it's not possible. The economy would not be able to sustain itself with those individuals alone. And so this is why I've made the very, I guess, interesting argument that you don't hear a lot is that the vast majority of people are very frustrated with the traditional political system and establishment, generally speaking. It's not just Republican establishment. It's not just a Democratic establishment. It it is the entire system. And people are saying these individuals who look down upon us, these individuals who view themselves as well-educated, well-pedigreed, well-traveled, well-versed, and I would even say well-cultured, yet they don't appear to have their pulse on what the average American culture is at this moment, are saying we seek someone who is going to speak a level of recognition that we no longer have. And, 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 And I think that is why Donald Trump, in my assessment, as I sort of analyze uh, why he's been so popular for so long, still has a substantial amount of support, which is really unique in the political process. But I would say that there are also other Americans with a very similar yearning. It's why, and you mentioned Bernie Sanders. Yeah. It's why Sanders almost shocked everybody and became the nominee. Well, until he was kneecapped well, by the, exactly. you know, the special yeah. DNC superdelegates. Right. right? And so, and so, so you, you see this same phenomenon on the other side. And so is it hard to believe, Dr. Gorka, that if not now, someone at some point in time, perhaps very soon, will realize that, wait a minute here, there's a lot of similarities across groups in terms of the frustration, the distrust, the anger, the anxiety about their status. You mean Bernie bros voting for Trump? I, th- I think with the right message, and I'm not a predictor, but I think with the right message and articulation, you can say, is your lot in life better now than it was before? And the 20% of the black population who say they're supporting Trump, that could be a game changer. You know, you and I have talked about this, and, and I'm, 
I'm waiting for to see if there's going to be a direct communication and outreach uh, to black men and Latino men. I, I think that, and this is an, an, an interesting phenomenon, Doc, you and I have texted about this. Mm -hmm. Even the mainstream media has talked about this because it surprised everybody. Like, wait a minute here, a lot of Latino men, black yeah. men are saying, hey, we're open to voting for, for Donald Trump. And so I think with the right outreach and the right message centered around uh, financial freedom, I think uh, the right message centered around education, and I don't mean necessarily getting a college degree, but perhaps returning trade uh, back to our high schools to give men uh, the ability to be competitive, as women are now superseding most men with college yes. degrees yes. now. If you can talk about those things and provide a legislative path that people can say, okay, this actually benefits me as men, I foresee a bunch of men, a multiracial group of men saying, you know what, economically, uh, this is more my concern. And I think most men, you're a man, you would probably agree with me on this, we're concerned with, with being able to provide for our families, to be able to provide for ourselves. The sense of security, I would say, is a very masculine feature. And any person who can speak to that issue, I think, is someone who would probably do well with men. All right, we're going to talk about what that message could be in more detail with our good friend. That is the luxury of the long form, the third hour here on America First. Uh, make sure you're following Shermichael Singleton at Shermichael underscore. And also give us a follow on all social media. We are everywhere that matters. Just look for my name, Seb Gorka or Sebastian Gorka on True Social, Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, Parler, Getter, Telegram. You can watch us. We are a TV show as well on your Roku, your Fire Stick, now your Samsung Plus device or just download the Salem News Channel app on any of your devices. And don't forget my Substack, unique content written by me and direct access to me. That's sebastiangorka.substack.com. That's my whole name is one word, sebastiangorka.substack.com. Did you know that 84% of New Year's resolutions fail in the first six weeks? That's got me thinking about PhD weight loss and nutrition and why it was a success for me. Why I haven't gained one pound of my 42-pound weight loss back. Why Jeff, my producer, decided to start the program. Most people blame their failure on a lack of time, motivation, and a loss of zeal. PhD makes it simple. It doesn't take a lot of extra time. They are masters of motivation. You have a team of coaches by your side the whole time, and you don't lose your zeal because Every week you make great strides, so you stay excited. Do something different this year and call PhD Weight Loss and Nutrition, 864-644-1900 to get started or online at myphdweightloss.com. Don't do this alone. The number, 864-644-1900, myphdweightloss.com. If you enjoy what you hear on America First, then please support those who make it possible. Great patriots like Mike Lindell. You heard what Fox did to him recently. They have canceled him. He has been PNG'd. He is persona non grata. Not as a guest, but as an advertiser. As their biggest advertiser, which is insane. He's just too close to President Trump. Too much of a conservative. I guess Paul Ryan thinks that he will hurt Mike this way. But he won't. Why? Because of you. In response to Fox's cancelling, our good friend, he's giving you a very special deal. He's got more than 200 items on his website. Not just the My Pillow, 
The pillow that never gets hot, never loses shape, over 81 million sold. He's got 200 plus other items made in America by Americans for you. If you use my name, not only will you get up to two-thirds off, he's going to give you free shipping. Even if you order a mattress, even if you order 100 mattresses, they'll ship for free. How amazing a deal is that? Don't buy that Chinese garbage on Amazon. Call up. My pillow, talk to a human being. 800 829 8468 or go to mypillow.com. That's 800 829 8468. Mypillow.com, promo code G O R K A. It was the first of the primaries, then it was New Hampshire. What did the corporate mainstream media do? Here's a little reminder from um, Rachel Maddow. At this point in the evening, the projected winner of the Iowa caucuses um, has just started giving his victory speech. Uh, We will keep an eye on that as it happens. Uh, We will let you know if there's any news made in that speech, if there's anything noteworthy, something substantive and important. Um, The reason I'm saying this is, of course, there is a reason that we and other news organizations have generally stopped giving an unfiltered live platform to remarks by former President Trump. It is not out of spite. It is not a decision that we relish. It is a decision that we regularly revisit. Um, And honestly, earnestly, it is not an easy decision. But there is a cost to us as a news organization of knowingly broadcasting untrue things. Unless, of course, it was Russian collusion for the last seven years, dear Rachel. Uh, Sir Michael Singleton, how dangerous is it when you have corporate media? I know they have a tiny viewership. It's like a sixth or a seventh of our, our audio, audio <laughs> viewership here on radio. No, not, not a joke. It's like 500,000 people on a good night. This is three and a half million listeners plus all the video. But how dangerous is it when people who pretend to be journalists literally cut the feed to the guy who's winning the elections. Isn't that true fascism? I mean, look, it, it doesn't bode well for trust uh, in the media. Um, I think there's a reason why you're seeing a, a growth in people going to alternative sources for their media, yeah. mostly digital. Uh, the, there's a reason why most of the traditional outlets have struggled with viewership. Uh, it, it's because people question uh, what what they're watching, they're questioning uh, what what they're hearing. I'm, I'm not surprised by that. I mean, the media was once upon a time uh, the third of, uh, third estate, if you will. Uh, they they the days of Walter Cronkite of just presenting the objective facts yeah. and allowing the viewer to sort of make the determination for themselves uh, is no is no longer there. And, and I and I do worry about this, um, Dr. Gorka. I, I do, and I worry about it because not that. I don't want people to get their news from other outlets. Mm-hmm. I just want to make sure that those outlets, those entities, those individuals are presenting well-researched information to people. And, and that's where I get a little worried. Uh, but, but, but again, this is a, the reality when people turn on at whatever particular outlet and say, you know, I don't know if I can actually trust this anymore. And so people are going to other places. And I think we're going to see the continuation of this. Uh, particularly as X, for example, sort of builds out becomes its digital, platform. becomes a media platform. You're going to see more of that. There are people on YouTube with millions of followers. I mean, there are some folks that I follow that I just look at because I think their presentation style stylistically is unique. Some of them are averaging a million views. Most cable shows are lucky if they can get close to a million views yeah. on any single right. night. In a very specific in demographic, space. a very limited yeah. demographic. Yeah. yeah. So, 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 uh, so, to, so to that question, is it good? 
I, I don't think it's helpful. Uh, and I don't think it's, it's helpful if the media, generally speaking, wants to maintain uh, trust. And, and, and I also think it's why when you look at some outlets, uh, they're sort of reshuffling. And I don't want to call out any particular outlet, but you're seeing some outlets say, okay, wait a minute here, we need more balance yeah. in our coverage. Uh, we need a diversity of thoughts and opinions and the individuals are bringing on to talk about politics, to talk about culture, to talk about the news, uh, because they're starting to recognize <laughs> the reality is that the, putting everybody in this one box doesn't bode well for ratings. It doesn't bode well for advertising. It's not good for it's business. It's not good for business is it's what I'm trying to say here. not good for business. <laughs> this is America First one-on-one. Coming to you from the relieffactor.com studios. Uh, they have been amazing supporters of the show, and I am so excited to announce their newest product. I've been their guinea pig for almost six months now. It's Relief Factor Sleep. To be healthy. You have to eat right and you have to exercise. But there's a third component that's actually more important than either of those, and it's getting a good night's sleep. If you don't get a good night's sleep with regularity, both your body and your mental capacities will suffer. You know me, I'm a night owl. I stay up till the wee hours, so when I do fall asleep, it needs to be the sleep of the dead. I need to re-energize myself. I need to get a good night's sleep. And I can do that with this non-addictive natural product that, shockingly, even if you take three of the capsules, you wake up refreshed, not drowsy at all. My wife, Katie, who used to wake up at 4 or 5 in the morning, she's sleeping till 7 or 8. That's crazy. Find out for yourself how amazing this new product is. Get a good night's sleep naturally. Call right now, 1-800-4-RELIEF or go to relieffactor.com slash sleep. That's 1-800-473-5433 or just go to relieffactor.com slash sleep. What can you do to make things better? Well, there's one easy way. You may not have to run for office, but please don't fund those who hate you and hate America. If you have a cell phone, and I'm pretty sure you do, please make sure your cell phone is not connected to the big cell phone providers. They're part of the problem. They're woke. They're left-wing. They've donated millions of dollars to things like Planned Parenthood and gun control foundations. Join the only Christian conservative cell phone company in America. It's the one I use. It's called Patriot Mobile. They have the same nationwide coverage, a performance guarantee, free activation with my name. You keep your old number, keep your old phone, or get an upgrade. And they are on your side, and they love America. Special discounts for veterans and first responders. Don't fund your enemies with every call you make and every text you send. Switch today. Call 972-PATRIOT or go to patriotmobile.com slash Gorka. That's that's 972-728-7468 or go to patriotmobile.com slash G-O-R-K-A. Are you tired of not getting a good night's sleep? Well, my friend, Mike Lindell has created the perfect solution. He didn't just stomp out the pillow. He also created the Giza Dream Bed Sheets. Made from the world's best cotton called Giza, these sheets are ultra soft and breathable, yet extremely durable. And now, for a limited time, you can get 50% off the Giza Dream Sheets with prices starting as low as $29.98 in a variety of sizes and colors and have a 60-day money-back guarantee and a 10-year warranty. Go to MyPillow.com and click on on the radio square and use promo code G-O-R-K-A at checkout. You can also find deep discounts on all MyPillow products, including the MyPillow 2.0 mattress topper and the MyPillow towel sets. Don't wait any longer to get the best sleep of your life. Call 800 
800-829-8468 or go to mypillow.com now and use promo code Gorka. That's 800-829-8468 or mypillow.com, promo code G-O-R-K-A. All right, let's hear from that self-avowed uh, communist about uh, the next 10 months for uh, Camp Biden. If I were Biden, I would, I would stay hidden. And I'll tell you why. Um, he doesn't inspire confidence. And he's not a great messenger for himself. He has done a tremendous job for this economy. Union members, union leaders have, are racking up win after win. They should be put forward. Uh, there are clean energy executives in red states that are putting people to work and you know, solar and everything. They should, like, there's something wrong with this campaign where we're somehow expecting Joe Biden, who frankly hid during the last campaign, to come out now and be Flash Gordon and save this, his own campaign. How you can put Joe Biden and Flash Gordon in the same sentence, Van Jones, uh, yeah, quite remarkable. So, um, Sir Michael, they've got to hide him in the basement again. I'm not sure... See- Right, I, no, I know, I know he's right. Of course he's right. But, but the question I want to ask you as a political strategist, because you hear all these things about, oh, Michelle is going to be parachuted in or Gavin Newsom's going to... I guarantee you it's not going to be Michelle. But can they run this guy or are they going to no, do they're, like... They're, they're, go- they're going to. They're not going to get um, rid of him in the convention? I, I, I see a lot of this stuff on yeah, social yeah. media. That's not how this works. And I want to just tell the audience that Trust me, that's not how this works. But even if they it know they're going to lose him. with this guy? It's going to be him. I promise you, Doc, it's going to be okay. him. Um, in, in order to change, I mean, it would, he would have to step down. I don't foresee that happening. At convention, the delegates could say, we don't have confidence in the, in the president. We're going in another direction. Right. Doc, that's not going to happen. It, 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 but he's lo- it, as it, you it, said, he's losing the polls he is. 10 months out. He is. It's not going to happen, though. I, I'll give this analogy. Um, President Biden, to Van Jones's point, I think he was spot on, very eloquent. It's like sitting around a campfire. Initially, it's warm. You got good feelings, good vibes. Everybody's having a good time. But eventually, the, the flames, zombies come. The flames start to dim. <laughs> uh-huh. and people get a little cold. It's not as fun anymore. Mm-hmm. And then people say, all right, this was cool, but I think I'm going to go ahead and go inside now. Right. And that's what's happening. People are saying, this was cool, but I'm not feeling this. I'm going inside, Doc. And so what, the, so what you're seeing, a lot of demographic groups that Biden really relied on in 2020 are saying we're not excited about the past four years. Are they going to stick with him? Some the party, saying, the party some, is going to stick with him? The party is going to stick with him. Right. It's just, I'll give an example. I'll just say this. It's just like some Republicans just said, we, we think the party should move in another direction as it pertains to foreign president Trump. That stuff just doesn't happen. It, it, it's not going to happen. A party isn't going to remove the person who is perceived as the leader of the party, whether it's Donald well, they're Trump tr- they're on the Republican side. With, with Nikki but that, Haley. But that's not going to happen. It, Nikki Haley doesn't have a path, and I'll just say quickly, she, Donald Trump has had 50 points in South Carolina. Right. Uh, come Super Tuesday, which is March 5th, most of those states are winner-take-all or winner-take-most. Donald Trump is going it, to reach 12-15, which is what you need right. to become the nominee. Even if Haley were to magically win two or three states, she would still play mathematical catch-up. And, and so for anyone who's listening to the show, that's not going to happen. Or Right. With that said, though, Doc, if I could really, really quickly, yeah, yeah. if people are wondering how this could potentially play out, and I just talked about this on CNN a week ago, and everyone for the most part agreed. People say, well, Donald Trump doesn't have a path. That's not necessarily true. Georgia appears to be back in his corner. Um, Nevada, Arizona appear to be states that he can also win. You win those three states, but all three he won or lost, rather, by less than 20,000 votes. 
If he went back Pennsylvania, a state that he lost by 80,000 votes, so Biden essentially won on the margins. Donald Trump won in 2016 on the margins against Hillary Clinton. If you can win back those four states, that will get him back to 270. Now, I will say this. If he doesn't win back some of those states, then there isn't, looking at where, how he's currently ranking in, in the other swing states, there isn't a path. So the campaign, if I'm advising them, right. Georgia, Arizona, Nevada, and Pennsylvania, those have to be their main focuses. Hi, everyone. If you've been injured in an accident that was not your fault, listen up. We have legal professionals standing by to answer your questions for free. Call now and find out if you have a case and how much it's potentially worth. Call 800-702-5400. I'm here with spokesman John Wolfe. So, John, tell everyone listening who should call right now. Well, Maria, first off, thank you for having me here. It's always nice to answer the listeners' questions. Now, as far as who should call in, anyone who's been injured in an accident and think you deserve compensation, give us a call right now. 800-702-5400. You'll find out if you have a case and how much it's potentially worth. Thanks, John. You heard it, folks. Take advantage of this opportunity and call now. 800-702-5400. Advertisement sponsored by Legal Help Center may not be available in all states. All right, so it's going to be Biden versus Trump. Oh, yeah, of course. Let's talk about what you mentioned earlier. You've mentioned the key states that he has to win mm-hmm. and where he does have a shot. What has he to do differently, especially when it comes to minorities? I get this. He needs to go to the ghettos. He needs to go to the barbershop. You've actually worked out a plan. Give a little yeah, inkling of, of what the president, content-wise, has to do differently. Yeah. I mean... Going to certain places, I think, matters. But at the end of the day, I think people are more principally concerned about what are you going to do for me? We've had this conversation, right? I, I think the former president needs to talk a lot about economics. I, and, I, and I think I told you this, and I've been very honest about this. I'm not convinced that having a message to a lot of women of other groups in general mm-hmm. is going to yield any significant marginal uh, or statistical success. I'm not saying ignore anyone. I want to be clear on this. But I'm just being honest as a strategist. Right. I think the message is more palatable to, to men in general. And so I would focus on some of the issues that I raise, particularly communities of color, uh, black men, Hispanic men, Asian men. But when you say economics, what is it? Is it sp- small business? So I, I, I would say it's, a, it's supporting small businesses. I would say that it's, it's focusing on a plan uh, to teach men certain skills to be competitive in the marketplace. Uh, I would say that it's about providing opportunities for those who want to be risk takers, i.e. entrepreneurs, Mm -hmm. and talking about what that could look like under a Republican administration, those things concretely. I would also say uh, having a plan that speaks to the health disparities of men in general. As men, we don't always talk about our health. Mm -hmm. I think having some policy positions that address some of those things more concretely uh, would also be important. And then I'll add this. I think a part two to the Criminal Justice Act that was passed, I think would be important. I I think talking about giving recently uh, past incarcerated men of nonviolent crimes, Mm -hmm. I wanna be clear on this, not not violent, nonviolent crimes, uh, the ability to be a part of the political process and voting again, Mm -hmm. I think is also important. And so, so there are some tangibles that I think are there that could lead to some movement in some of the battleground states that I just laid out, where, again, you're talking about 12,000-vote difference 
right. in a place like Georgia. I mean, for, for folks who don't understand what this means, that means you're talking about a county or two yeah. where people said, you know what, this is just crazy. I'm staying home mm-hmm. or I'm going to try with the other guy. We try with the other guy. I'm not really happy with this. So what do I do? Right. And so if you're looking at that, that layout, if you will, then you have to say, all right, you have uh, Robert F. Kennedy. You have Cornell West. You have Jill Stein. Those individuals are likely going to take votes away from Biden. Yes. So then if I'm on the Trump campaign and I'm looking at what I did in 2020, I need to figure out if Biden is somehow able to see a decrease in numbers, where can I see an increase? And that's when you start talking about those small marginal things as it pertains to men, particularly men of color, that I think may be open to saying, all right, I'm going to give Donald Trump a second shot or I'll give him a first shot if it's their first time voting for him. Well, it seems to be moving in the right direction. Uh, We're going to get these messages to somewhere that's only worth $18 million, if you believe to a crazy uh, judge in New York. Of course, that is Mar-a-Lago. Uh, I'm talking to Sher Michael Singleton. Follow him on Twitter at Shermichael underscore. We're coming to you from the ReliefFactor.com studios. Relief Factor. It's real. It works. It is liberating over a million Americans right now from their daily pain. I'm one of them. But it's not just me. It's people like Debron from Massachusetts. This is her story. I just started taking Refactor four days ago. My hip pain is gone. I had a horrible time sleeping because of the pain. I absolutely love how I am feeling. Thank you, Refactor. That should be your story. It could be your story. There's only one way to find out, but it's super easy. Order the three-week quick starter pack right now at relieffactor.com. It'll be at your door in three days or less. Take it morning and evening like I do, and I promise you, Dr. G's guarantee, by the end of those three weeks, you will know whether it works for you. Like it works for me, Debron, and over a million of your fellow Americans. Don't wait any longer. Ask yourself a very simple question. What do you have to lose? If the only answer is the pain, well, then you know what to do. Write the number down. 1-800-THE-NUMBER-4-RELIEF or just go to relieffactor.com. That's 1-800-473-5433, relieffactor.com, relieffactor.com. This is Dennis Prager. I am excited to announce the all-new PragerTopia Plus. You can listen to my show whenever it's convenient for you, all commercial-free and all on demand. Now with Prager Plus, search topics, guests, and segments all the way back to 2010. And now a truly exciting new benefit, my monthly online video get-together for PragerTopia Plus members only. This is where for an hour each month, PragerTopia Plus members get an exclusive chance to ask me anything. That's right, anything. It's on video. I'll be talking to you and answering your questions. We may even have a special guest every now and then. I've never done this. Submit your questions for me at PragerTopia.com. This is only available to PragerTopia Plus members. This is our chance to connect like never before. Go to PragerTopia.com or click the banner at DennisPrager.com. With tensions heightened in the Middle East, thanks to you guys who designed it, you made the next product one of the most popular on our website. It's the iconic photograph of President Trump at the Temple Wall in Jerusalem 
with a very simple phrase in English and Hebrew, our fight. It is a civilizational war between barbarians and the rest of us in Judeo-Christian civilization. Get your T-shirt, get your mug today, SebGorkaStore.com. So much more, including my books, uh, with the first book, the one that propelled me to the White House, sadly more relevant than ever, that is Defeating Jihad. Go to SebGorkaStore.com. That's S-E-B-G-O-R-K-A Store.com. All right, that flew by. I've only got time for one more question. In the meantime, make sure you're following our friend at SherMichael underscore on Twitter. What's it like to be a black conservative uh, in the media and talking about politics? Because you worked in the Trump administration. You worked for that blessed man, uh, Dr. Ben Carson. Um, is it hard to be a black conservative in the media? Not really. Um, for some people, I will say, some black conservatives that I know right. That's uh, why I'm asking. have a hard time. you go on time. to CNN with regularity. You um, do lots of media. I mean, I was at MSNBC. MSNBC I, I anchored right. a show on Peacock where I, where I was a conservative. I would bring uh-huh. on liberals, and we would you know, debate politics and culture. Um, no. I mean, do I get criticized sometimes from people? I do. And, but that's with anything. You know this. Right. You get criticism as well. But, 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 but Biden said if you don't vote for him, you're, you're not, not black. black. Yeah, I know what you're so you don't get that so, kind of garbage? No. People know what my positions are. And, but you know what, Doc? I, I think the reason people respect where I am, even if they vehemently disagree with me, I know why I'm a conservative. I can intellectually go through all the loops and bounds of every philosopher you can think of. My undergraduate degree is in political theory and tell you why I believe what I believe. I've written about it uh, in quite a few well-renowned newspapers. I've done the academic publishing work. Uh, and so I think people will say, all right, you know, we don't necessarily agree with you, Michael, but the guy knows his stuff. And people respect people who know and can defend why they believe what they well, believe. Well, reasonable people do. Others feel intimidated. Well, yeah, that's true. But even the, even the intimidated ones, though, I, I think, arrive at the conversation saying, well, I, I probably can't beat him in a debate, so I'll let him have it. I mean, it is what it is. The guy knows the stuff. I just happen to hate what he knows. And that's okay, too. But for the most part, I don't really have too many issues outside of the Twitter trolls here and there. Like, oh, you know, you, you shouldn't be uh, you're too smart to be a Republican or a conservative. You should come over to the Democratic side. But I'll <laughs> come back to the plantation. But outside of that, people, for the most part, respect my positions for what, what they are. And I will even say there are even a lot of black people on social media who will say, look, I don't always agree with your Michael, but he's thoughtful. And you have to respect that. People are open-minded, Doc. One uh, sentence. If I'm President Trump and you could whisper in my ear, what's the one thing you'd say for the next 10 months? Focus on the economy and immigration, not 2020. Okay, good. You heard it here. That's my advice. Our guest in studio has been Sher Michael Singleton. Next time we'll talk about guns with his buddy, John Keyes. He is a political strategist. Follow him at Michael underscore on... Okay, I'll say it. X. I'm Sebastian Gorka. You've been listening to America First one-on-one. Wherever you are, whatever you're doing, keep your head on a swivel, watch your six, hold the line, never give up, never give in, and stay frosty. Our fathers brought forth upon this continent a new nation, Conceived in liberty and dedicated to the proposition that all men are created equal. I know not what course others may take, but as for me, give me liberty or give me death.
the world will little note or long remember what we say here, but it can never forget what they did here. I have a dream today. Ask not what your country can do for you. Ask what you can do for your country. Mr. Gorbachev, tear down this wall. I can hear you. The rest of the world hears you. And the people... Is America first with Sebastian Gorka? And what's the message to Iran? Don't. It was very important to send a very clear message to anyone who might seek to take advantage of the conflict in Gaza to threaten our personnel uh, here or anywhere else in the region. Don't do it. What is your message to Hezbollah and its backer, Iran? Don't. Don't. Don't, don't. <laughs> I've already delivered the message to Rand. They know I'm not to do anything. I've already delivered the message to Iran. They know to do, not to do anything. Is that why our troops, America's troops, have been attacked more than 165 times in the last three months in the Middle East? And why three of our servicemen are dead, thanks to an Iranian drone strike, and 40 are in hospital. That's why. This is the cost, the real cost, in terms of human life, of having people who hate America running America. It's really that simple. I'm Sebastian Gorka. This is America First. We'll be examining all of what that bodes for the next 10 months with a former member of the Trump cabinet momentarily. But first, let me uh, unburden myself with you, if I may. Jeff, I know you've got a Twitter account. What do you think of social media? I like it for the most part. Is it dangerous? (laughs) Sometimes. I want to share a story from this morning about what our side gets wrong. You know me, I'm a former strategist to the president, and the art of strategy begins with prioritization. You must be able to know what is more important than something else. What comes first? What actions must occur before other actions? What things need protecting over other things? Let me... um, demonstrate to you the spirit of the left. We don't wish to replicate them because they have no morality. They are a godless bunch of evil people. But they they play politics to win. Here we have a man who sadly was a Marine, allegedly. And this individual is talking about how they must treat President Trump for the next 10 months. James Carville... Cut 16. I would tell the president and his campaign this, we got your back, dude. We're going after him with a meat cleaver, okay? You cannot let him up. You can't normalize him. You can't let him off the canvas. Mm-hmm. Not 
not for one second. And it might not be the most fun thing to do in a campaign. It might not be what I want to be doing when I'm in my 80th year, but it's what's necessary. We don't get we don't get to do what we want to do. We get to do what we got to do, and that's where yeah. we are right now. We got to keep the foot on this guy, right on his neck, take our heel and twist it, and never take let the it heel up. and twist it, which means we got to talk. Use a meat cleaver against President Trump. Put a boot on his neck and twist the heel. What, like Derek Chauvin? It's weird how Democrats are allowed to talk about using meat cleavers against their political opponents. Anyway, that's just a flavor of the left's seriousness about politics. Here's an example from our side. I won't mention her name. If you're really curious, you can go and find it. But uh, this morning, a congresswoman who I like officially decided to nominate President Trump for the Nobel Peace Prize. I like this woman. And I retweeted her nomination with the following comment. Why? The Nobel Committee is a garbage woke entity. Remember, they gave Obama his Peace Prize for doing nothing. Then, as I'm preparing for the show and for my Newsmax show, this congresswoman starts texting me at home. And she tells me, she responds that I'm being illogical. Trump deserves it. And I say, no, you're being illogical. Either the Nobel Committee is woke or it isn't. And if you agree with me that it's woke, why would you want to award the president with something from a woke entity? And then she texts, I'm working, please. Don't engage with me now. And I called her up and I said, hey, Claudia, you texted me. Okay, Eric. I just, our side just has no sense of priority, R- really. We've got 10,000 people crossing the border illegally every day, President Trump facing 730 years in prison, and you want to nominate him for an award from a bunch of clowns? Should I have just shut my mouth, Eric? I think you're right on the money with that. If there's one of many things that President Trump proved... At this point, just by existing, just by running for president as he did and getting the political scene, he exposed how meaningless all of this is, the World Economic Forum, the Nobel Prize. I said that! I said, would you want to nominate him for a WEF award? I told her! And she oh, uh, 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 Alex, should I just have shut my mouth? I mean, I, I don't see any meaning in it. In what? Real, I'm, both engagement and the award. It's like... It doesn't, but doesn't it tell you that our side just doesn't understand what's at stake right now? Jeff, tell me, was I right, was I wrong? I, I need the unvarnished Mr. G opinion. Mm, I might be on her side on this for a little bit. Explain. All right, here's the only reason. I don't know if she was going with this. This is the type of thing that I would do. If she wanted to nominate it and then make a big deal about it, about how woke the Nobel Peace Prize is, the fact that she make the case that he deserves it because he actually did something that promoted peace, but he would never get it because of the fact that he's a conservative. If she wanted to do that and she was trying to make that a kind of something that would help out win the campaign, because it is a campaign year, I agree with it. But I'm not exactly sure that's where she was going with it. 
Well, it's very official. I mean, look, she actually put it on her letter-headed paper and issued an official nomination. So it's not like some, you know, throwaway tweet. But my point is this, Jeff. Is this really what, even if it's her staffers, is this what we should be spending time on as conservatives 10 months before an election? Does that make any sense? We know they're a bunch of woke clowns. Should we be spending a millisecond on this? We do. People that follow the news every day know that, that are conservatives. Your 20 or 30 million people that will probably end up voting for Trump don't know that. That's If somebody like Matt Gates did it and he made a big deal about it and was going to make interviews and keep talking about it over and over again, I think it would bring back to the issue. Now, Claudia, I don't think she was getting ready to do that. I don't think it's the worst thing in the world. Guy, are you on my side or, Guy, or, or on Jeff's side? No pressure. Uh. <laughs> yes, sir. Um, uh, my thought is we are all running in a circle. And uh, right now, um, that organization is woke. But yes. maybe 50 years later, it will align with our side. So we are all running in a circle. All right. I like that. A little bit of uh, Asian philosophy there. We are all running in a circle. Let's run in a straight line towards the enemy with our meat cleavers ready a la uh, Carville. What is his name? James Carville. How does, how does the left get away with talking about meat cleavers in political context? Because they just don't care. Because for them, politics is warfare. For us, it's about, what, nominations for Nobel Peace Prizes? <sighs> All right, let's move on. Too much to discuss. We will have our first guest in studio momentarily. Mayorkas is going to be impeached. It looks like Joy Reid has had her brain hacked yet again. Not a difficult thing to do. E. Jean Carroll has proven once more that she's absolutely Fruit Loops. And um, my reaction to what's happening in the Middle East. If you enjoy the show, make sure you are subscribed to the podcast, wherever you get your podcasts. Plug in my name, Sebastian Gorka, America First. Leave a five-star review, share the links with your friends, and then support President Trump. The latest T-shirt is Donald Trump did nothing wrong, as well as a T-shirt with his face and a very simple message. 2024 retribution. Get yours today, sebgorkastore.com, and support the president directly at donaldjtrump.com. Three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for donald trump to hire i find out the worst enemy that i'm going to face in my life is right here in america they took my assessment and they wanted me to change it i was like i'm not changing it they had to get rid of flynn with in-depth interviews archival footage and never before seen personal record to the man behind the headlines i just felt like i was drowning flynn deliver the truth whatever the cost available now watch it today go to salemnow.com salemnow.com